Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. I'm so sorry I have not done a podcast for a few weeks. I was in the throes of moving, and anybody who's moved knows what that's about, the constant packing and packing, and you keep finding more things, and you have a donation pile and a garbage pile, and the days go by, and finally it happened, and it went very smoothly. Everything worked out fine, but it was just very time-consuming. And I hope since my last podcast, you've been listening to the previous podcasts because there's some great information in the book that I'm reading, which is Money and the Law of Attraction, written by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I'm going to continue reading from that book today. And if you want to find out more about me and having life coaching from me, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com and reach me through there or just email me david at lifecoachdavid.com. And before I continue with the book, I just want to remind you that you have the ability to attract what you want. You have the ability to feel really happy deliberately and stay that way. You just have to know what to do. And that's where I come in as a Law of Attraction Life Coach. And hopefully the information that I'm reading is also going to help you take more control of that. And today I'm going to start with the section called A War Against War is War. Abraham says, Recognizing that you are the creator of your own life experience and learning to deliberately do so by directing your thoughts is an adjustment for most people because most have long believed that you make things happen through action. Not only have you erroneously believed that action is what makes things happen, but you have also believed that if you apply pressure to unwanted things, they will go away. That is why you have a war against poverty, and a war against drugs, and a war against AIDS, and a war against terrorism. And although you may believe that pushing against these unwanted things will cause them to leave your experience, That is not how the laws of the universe work, and that is not the proof of your experience, for all of those wars are getting bigger. Attention to the lack of what is wanted causes it to increase and come closer to you, just as focusing upon what is wanted causes that to increase and come closer to you. When you relax into your natural well-being, when you make statements such as, I seek abundance and I trust the laws of the universe. I have identified the things that I want and now I'm just going to relax and allow them into my experience. More of what you desire will come. If your financial situation feels like a struggle, you are pushing your financial well-being further away. But when you begin to feel ease regarding your financial situation, you are then allowing more abundance to flow into your experience. It really is as simple as that. And so when you see others excelling in their attraction of money and you feel negative emotion about it, that is your signal that your current thought is not allowing the abundance that you desire into your experience. When you find yourself critical of the way anyone has attracted or is using money, you are pushing money away from yourself. But when you realize that what others do with money has nothing to do with you and that your primary work is to think and speak and do what feels good to you, then you will be in alignment not only about the subject of money, 
but about every important subject in your physical experience. And that's the end of that section. And what a great reminder, once again, that what we focus on is what we're setting ourselves up to attract. So even if we don't have a lot of money, we can't focus on that because if we do, we're going to keep experiencing not enough money. And the next section is called, Can We Succeed Without Talent? Jerry says, What bearing does talent or skill or ability have on bringing abundance or money into our lives? Abraham responds, Very little. Those are all action aspects for the most part, and your action is responsible for but a minuscule part of what comes to you. Your thoughts and words, words are thoughts articulated, are the reason your life unfolds as it does. Jerry says, So then would you say that people with no saleable skill or talent could still receive all the financial abundance they want in their lives? And Abraham answers, Absolutely, unless in comparing themselves to others and concluding that they have no saleable skill or talent, they feel diminished and therefore defeat their own experience with their own negative expectation. The most valuable skill that you could ever develop is the skill of directing your thoughts towards what you want, to be adept at quickly evaluating all situations and then quickly coming to the conclusion of what you most want and then giving your undivided attention to that. There is a tremendous skill in directing your own thoughts that will yield results that cannot be compared with results that mere action can provide. Can we get something without giving? Jerry asks, So how can people get past the belief that they must give a dollar's worth of something in order to get a dollar's worth of something? And Abraham responds, Your knowledge in all things comes only through life experience. But your life experience comes as a result of the thoughts that you are thinking. So even though you may have wanted something for a very long time, if your thoughts have been upon the absence of it, then it could not come to you. And so from your personal experience, you come to the conclusion that it's not possible or that it's a struggle. In other words, you come to many valid conclusions about things being hard when you have led a difficult life. It's our desire to help you understand what is really at the heart of that self-created struggle. We want to help you begin from a different premise and understand the laws at the basis of all things. A new understanding of the laws of the universe and a willingness to begin telling a different story will give you different results. And those different results will then give you different beliefs or knowledge. You are the one and the only one who can evaluate your effectiveness. No one else has the ability to discern where you stand relative to where you're wanting to be. And nobody else can decide where you should be. Only you. And that's the end of that section. And of course, that's because of what you're thinking about. How are you thinking about yourself? Are you putting yourself in a good light? Are you putting yourself in the position of what you want? Or are you thinking about maybe what is and you're not enough and you'll never achieve this or you'll never achieve that. It's all determined by what you're thinking about and what you're focusing on. And only you can control that. No one else can control that. It's all what's going on in your mind. So take control of that. And the next section is called, They Want to Win the Lottery Fortune. <laughs> we all want to win the lottery, right? Jerry asks, 
Many people are hoping for some major financial windfall to come to them to free them from debt or to release them from working at something they don't want to work at in order to receive money. The thing I hear them say the most often is that they want to win the lottery, where they'll get their abundance in exchange for someone else losing theirs. Abraham responds, If their expectation were in a place that would allow it, then that could be a way for money to come to them. But most know the odds against that, and so their expectation for winning the lottery is not in a powerful place either. Jerry responds, So how does hoping to win relate to expecting to win? Abraham answers, Just as hoping is more productive than doubting, expecting is much more productive than hoping. Jerry says, that how could people begin to expect something that their life experience hasn't yet shown them? How can you expect something that you haven't experienced? Abraham responds, You do not have to have money to attract money, but you cannot feel poor and attract money. The key is, you have to find ways of improving the way you feel from right where you stand before things can begin to change. By softening your attention to the things that are going wrong, and by beginning to tell stories that lean more in the direction of what you want instead of in the direction of what you have got, your vibration will shift, your point of attraction will shift, and you will get different results. And in a short time, because of the different results you are then getting, you will then have beliefs or knowledge of abundance that will easily perpetuate more of the same. People often say, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And that is why. Look for reasons to feel good. Identify what you want and hold your thoughts in a place that feels good. And that's the end of that section. And that's so true in my opinion. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Because the rich know what it feels like. They keep expecting more money. They expect it to happen. They expect their businesses to do really well. They have this certain expectation. And if those of us who don't have a lot of money could just have that about finances, then by the law of attraction, we have to start experiencing more money. And the next section is called, Living Abundantly is Not Magic. Abraham says, As we explain from our perspective, the abundant nature of your universe and the potential for abundance that is always available to you, we understand that our knowledge does not become your knowledge only because you have read our words. If we were to ask you to trust what we say or to just try to understand, you cannot just adopt our understanding as your own, for it's only your own life experience that brings knowledge to you. The beliefs that you hold as a result of your own experience are very strong, and we understand that you cannot release them immediately and replace them with others, even though we know there are many more productive beliefs that you could foster. But there is something that you can begin today that will make a profound difference in the way your life unfolds, and that does not require an immediate releasing of the beliefs that you currently hold. Start telling a more positive, better-feeling story about your life and the things that are important to you. Tell yourself a better story. Do not write your story like a factual documentary, weighing all the pros and cons of your experience, but instead tell the uplifting, fanciful, magical story of the wonder of your own life and watch what happens. 
It will feel like magic as your life begins to transform right before your eyes. But it's not by magic. It's by the power of the laws of the universe and your deliberate alignment with those laws. And that's the end of that section. And let's all do that. Let's all tell ourselves right after this podcast. Let's start telling ourselves frequently a better story of how we want our life to be in all areas. Let's make all areas of our lives wonderful. All of it. Why not? If you can think it, it can be. So I'm excited to get started doing that. Please join me in doing that. And tune in next time for a continuation of Money and the Law of Attraction. And if you want some wonderful Law of Attraction coaching from me, just go to lifecoachdavid.com and contact me through there or just email me david at lifecoachdavid.com. And as I always say, have a high vibration day. Mm